Today, and welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've decided to join us. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about the CDC's new guidance on masks, which says that people who are fully vaccinated can stop wearing masks in most situations indoors and outdoors. Uh, I was out this weekend and noticing how many people just seem to be leaning right into this new guidance and going back largely to the world the way it was before the COVID-19 pandemic. I just also, though, have to note my own personal reservations about all that and nervousness uh, about the idea that uh, so many people might not be wearing masks and that people who are not vaccinated might also be doing that and that uh, somehow this will come back to bite us a little later. We are going to talk with Paul Kilgore of uh, the Wayne State University Medicine uh, School of Medicine, who is going to help us sort through what the, the guidelines mean and how worried we still should be about all of this. Uh, that'll get started at about half past the hour. But first, oil and gas is still flowing through Enbridge Energy's 70-year-old pipeline under the Straits of Mackinac. Now, that is despite Governor Gretchen Whitmer issuing an order which revoked Enbridge's easement here in Michigan. She ordered that back in November and said the company was going to have to cease operations in the Straits by midnight last Wednesday. But Midnight last Wednesday came and went, and Enbridge refused to stop pumping oil and gas through Line 5. Instead, the Canadian oil company wants this whole matter settled in court. Now, environmental activists have said for years that the pipeline is one anchor strike away from causing a really catastrophic spill in the largest freshwater system in the world. Uh, And that has been a fear of, I think, everybody who lives in this region for a really long time. Enbridge says, though, it needs that pipeline to provide energy, especially to people, for instance, in Michigan's UP. So that is where we want to begin the conversation this morning with this tension point over line five. Should it stay open? Should it be closed? And who has the power to decide? Here to talk about what is happening with line five is someone who has been covering the issue really closely. Lena Stebbins covers the environment, native issues, and criminal justice for the Michigan Advance. Lena, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you so much, Stephen. It's great to be here. So I gave a little bit of the the backstory there with uh, Enbridge Line 5, but but catch us up uh, on this order that Governor Whitmer made back in November. Uh, what was what was the thinking when she did it? And did people believe that Enbridge would just ignore it uh, once the time came? Right. So Governor Whitmer ran on a platform to shut down Line 5, and once she got into office, she attempted to negotiate with Enbridge um, to potentially um, have the company shut down Line 5, the the current 68-year-old pipeline, until the tunnel-enclosed new uh, replacement pipeline was built. Um, Those negotiations fell through um, within about six months of her coming into office. So after those fell through, Whitmer ordered the DNR to uh, do a thorough review of Enbridge's 1953 easement with the state, um, which allows them to operate in the straits in the first place. 
And so fast forward to uh, this past November, November 13th, um, the DNR had presented their review, and um, that review uh, was full of numerous and incurable easement violations. So based on that, Whitmer went ahead and ordered the DNR to revoke and terminate Enbridge's easement with the state and simultaneously filed um, something in court to back that up legally. Um, so, so that is the, the backstory there. So what's Enbridge's legal justification for not shutting it down its operations, given that the governor has said, look, you don't have permission to do this on state land anymore? Right. So although Enbridge's original ability to operate in the streets in the, in the first place came from an agreement with the state of Michigan, the company is now arguing that only their federal regulator, which is FIMSA is the acronym, has the power to shut down Line 5. Um, you know, that's also uh, despite FIMSA only being created in the early uh, 2000s. So that's their argument. Um, they're saying that FIMSA, uh, their authority outweighs the state of Michigan's, and they're arguing that right now in federal court. They're basically saying that Michigan doesn't have any power over this, only FIMSA does. Hmm. And, and uh, of course, that could be settled, I guess, uh, in court. But meanwhile, is there anything that the state could do to force Enbridge to stop oil and gas running through the line temporarily? Or is this something that uh, that's going to have to get settled in the long term through a court case? Honestly, what I've heard from um, from experts and and from the state, it sounds like the only way that Enbridge is voluntarily going to be shutting down their dual pipelines in the streets is if the state wins this court order. Um, and, you know, obviously that's that's going on past the May 12th shutdown date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard from environmental lawyers that the state has a better shot at winning this than Enbridge does. Um, and by winning this, I mean um, a federal judge is is debating whether or not the case should be tried in federal court or in state court. So if the state wins, um, you know, to be heard in uh, state court, then they have a much better shot at actually shutting this thing down. Hmm. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Lena Stebbins. Uh, she, called, she covers uh, the environment, uh, native issues, and criminal justice for the Michigan Advance. We're talking about uh, what happened recently with Governor Gretchen Whitmer's order, which was issued in November for Enbridge to stop pumping oil and gas through Line 5, which runs under the Mackinac Straits. Uh, There was a deadline recently to comply with that order, and Enbridge just kind of blew through it and decided that it didn't have to follow the governor's orders. Uh, The company is arguing that uh, this is a court matter and will have to be settled there. Um, If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Let us know what you think of Line 5, what do you think of this ongoing dispute between the state uh, and Enbridge, which operates that line. Uh, Should we be taking the risk of environmental disaster uh, by continuing to pump oil and gas through a line that's now 70 years old, uh, that is not regularly inspected, 
uh, by the state. Uh, it's inspected by Enbridge itself, uh, which has shown itself to not really be the most transparent about what's going on with the line or with problems that arise. Uh, do you think we should be uh, finding a different way to get energy across the Mackinac Straits from one peninsula of our state uh, to another. Uh, this is a pretty major line that runs down from Canada, and Enbridge says uh, there's not a better way to get that energy where it needs to go. Uh, would you rather see it, uh, I don't know, put over train or put over the road uh, rather than under the Mackinac Straits? As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work you into the conversation. Also remember uh, in just a few minutes we are going to talk about uh, the CDC's new mask rule which I think really has a lot of implications for our lives obviously and uh, has a lot of people talking about where we are in the COVID-19 pandemic and has a lot of people saying hey, we're at the end of the pandemic. I think uh, a really dangerous kind of uh, word and idea to be indulging at this point. Paul Kilgore uh, of Wayne State's Med School is going to join us to talk about what that all really means. But uh, for now, uh, let's chat a little about Line 5 and what you think about oil and gas uh, running underneath the Straits of Mackinac. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number. So, uh, Lena, uh, Republicans in Enbridge, again, say there is no plan in place to find alternative ways to transport oil and gas if Line 5 is shut down. What does the Whitmer administration and what do environmentalists say about that? Uh, do they admit that there's no other plan and that uh, it won't matter? Or do they say there are ways that Enbridge is just not thinking of that uh, it could get around this this line? Right. So the primary thing in question here is um, propane for the UP. Um, the Upper Peninsula really relies on uh, propane from Line 5 to heat their homes during the winter. Um, but gas-wise and oil-wise, uh, generally, uh, Line 5 only supplies a small portion of what it transports actually to Michigan. Most of it, as you know, Line 5 comes through from Canada and it goes back into Canada mm -hmm. um, after crossing the whole of Michigan. So only a, a small fraction of that oil that's transported actually comes to us. So it's really the propane in the UP in question. So in 2019, Whitmer established the UP Energy Task Force um, in the hopes of lessening the UP's dependence on propane from Line 5 and looking at kind of alternative energy solutions for the region. And in March of last year, that task force released its recommendations, and there are 14 recommendations um, which would, you know, take into account several scenarios of supply distribution. And uh, like you mentioned, there's definitely more emphasis on rail and truck transportation. Um, and so particularly since November 13th, since Whitmer ordered um, Enbridge's easement to be revoked, several state departments, including MDOT, have been quietly starting a shift to prepare for Michigan without Line 5. So also notable here, I think, is the fact that the Canadian government disagrees with Governor Whitmer and Michigan on this. What's Canada saying and what are the implications of that for this fight uh, with, with Enbridge, per perhaps in court? 
Well, it's not great. <laughs> um, so, like I said, nearly all of the light crude oil that passes through Line 5 um, simply goes back into Canada. So, obviously, you know, it, it makes sense that Canada would be very upset about this because most of Line 5 directly benefits them. Um, but, you know, back in Michigan, uh, environmentalists and Line 5 opposers are saying that we, we can't bear that risk for them. Um, so, you know, this is definitely setting up um, sort of a fight. And Republicans in the Michigan legislature have, for the past month or so, been inviting in Canadian officials and, you know, experts from Canada to basically say, we need line five here. Um, so it's, I mean, obviously it's, it's not going to be pretty, um, but that is what Governor Whitmer has chosen. And, and I, I think that she feels um, it outweighs a potential line five spell. Hmm. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. Uh, let's go to Garrett in Hamtramck. Garrett, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Sure. Go ahead, Garrett. So, yeah, uh, I definitely support Whitmer's decision uh, to shut down Line 5. I'm a lifelong Michigan resident as well and definitely engaged in this, uh, this fight against it. Uh, I think Enbridge has a history of uh, covering up things and the Kalamazoo oil spill in 2010. And uh, I don't think they're to be trusted. I think it's evident that the fight that they keep uh, putting up against Whitmer to continue to pump oil through the through the straits is a bad idea, and I think she should take direct action to continuing to fight that effort because they're going to keep fighting it as hard as they can. Yeah, yeah, Garrett, uh, appreciate the call uh, and the comments, and you're right about how long this has been going on. Uh, there's a and there's a real tension point there between the state and and Enbridge about uh, who who should be in control. Uh, Lena, uh, tell me what Michigan tribes, uh, native tribes, are saying about this. They also have a stake uh, in this argument. Right. So indigenous communities in Michigan have long opposed any oil pipeline traveling through their treaty lands. Um, all 12 tribes in Michigan oppose the pipeline. Uh, and during their gatherings in the streets last week, uh, tribal citizens really emphasized that their treaties for land and water in the northern Michigan region far precede any treaties about oil pipelines or, you know, even the 1958 easement with Enbridge. Um, so if, if oil spills in the Great Lakes, then that's their treaty lands. Those are their sacred waters. And, and they've said time and time again, the Straits of Mackinac are uh, like the Black Hills to them. They're sacred. And uh, it's really just an unacceptable risk. And on top of that, Enbridge has not gained their permission or consent. So it's it's very clearly um, they just they cannot fathom the idea of an oil spill. So they're very opposed to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I also, before we end the segment, want to talk about uh, one of the Republican uh, talking points uh, about this. They've started to try to tie this story in with the story of the colonial pipeline, which had to stop operating temporarily because of a cyber attack and caused some disruptions and caused probably a little more panic than than was necessary. Is that a valid comparison at all? So 
somewhat, but but mostly not. Uh, so the Colonial Pipeline, um, you know, that provides most of the energy to um, the East Coast as a whole, and that was very abruptly uh, stopped due to a cyber attack. Whereas over here in Michigan, like I said before, Michigan only gets a small part of the oil um, from Line 5. So it's not a line that we heavily, heavily rely on for all of our energy needs. Um, So, you know, whereas the Colonial Pipeline was a very abrupt stoppage, Governor Whitmer gave Enbridge a full six months uh, since November 13th to shut down Line 5. And in that time, state departments like MDOT have been gradually prepping for a shutdown uh, by preparing to distribute energy in different ways. So it's it's not entirely valid, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it um, goes in well with their, their rhetoric to, uh, you know, keep Line 5 open. Okay. Wayna Stebbins of the Michigan Advance. It was really great to have you here with us to talk about uh, Line 5. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks so much, Stephen. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk about the CDC's new mask guidance. They say, if you're vaccinated, take the mask off. Take the mask off outside. Take the mask off inside. Take the mask off around your friends and neighbors. Are you taking this advice yet, or are you, like me, a little wary that it's a little too early. Paul Kilgore, who is Associate Professor and Director of Research at Wayne State's College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, is going to join us next to talk about how much we should be doing now and how far we should be following this new guidance. Stay with us for more Detroit Today. Detroit Today.